It's the Potty Mouth safe space for balancing daddy duties and creative careers. Let's get into it with artists, creatives, and business pros that have similar hardships and victories in fatherhood. It's the Creative Dad Pod, hosted by five-time Emmy-winning videographer, documentarian, and one-time daddy, Adrian Huerta. Our guest on this episode of the Creative Dad Pod is multifaceted daddy Ivan Trejo, owner and operator of the pop-up experience turned restaurant experience, Mastica. With the foundation being located in the French Park Historic District at the Santa Ana Diesel in Santa Ana, California, Mastica is creating food with flavors as diverse and fused together as Southern California, or as best described by Ivan, a world chew. Much like everyone on the food come up with little to no budget for marketing, Ivan was implementing his creative background in visual art into his business. The graphic art, photography, and videography are all done along with the food execution by him. That's a lot of duties for sure, but I think more importantly, you're also partner of Susana and the creative dad of Mateo Trejo. We welcome to the pod, Ivan Trejo. Thank you for having me. Yeah, well, yeah I told <laughs> you. I, the kind of words. Yeah, dude. I mean, you kind of sort of half wrote that. Some of those were yours. Yeah, yeah, maybe. But um, I mean, I that's what the screening's <laughs> for, man. But mm-hmm. no, man, welcome to the pod. I mean, I, yeah. I, this is the very first one. Like, this isn't the first time we've interacted on a podcast, mm-hmm. together, right? Mm-hmm. Um, this is uh, you know, we had the Altura podcast, which I produce and uh, kind of sort of guide. Mm-hmm. Um, and you were on there, and you um, you were talking about Mastico with Nico with the Altura guys, and somewhere in there we snuck in some some daddy combo. Uh, and, and I wanted more yeah. and that's basically why you're here. I, I wanted yeah. more. You congratulated me on being a dad and I had one question. Is it hard? And my question now, cause I need more is, is it still hard? Yeah. It's funny. Cause yeah, like I, like I told you when I first got here, by the way, thank you for inviting me over to your beautiful home thank you. and to this nice little living room. It's, it you. feels real nice. I like your Herman Miller chair over there. It's pretty cool. It's a foe. (laughs) But uh, yeah, I was listening to that podcast on the way here and that you asked that question and I was just like, oh, like that's where we're we're literally going to talk about that. Like, you know, some months later. Is it still hard? It it is. (laughs) Now, especially opening up, opening up like a brick and mortar. Right. Now, Um, timeline wise, Mateo, I think it was one and now he's two. Okay, when did that? It was about a year ago. It was for the. It was just after the opening. Yeah, so it's about a year ago. Yeah, for sure. Oh yeah, that was December twenty twenty one. Damn, time flies. So yeah, my thing was one. Um, yeah, and now he's two and three months. So does it get easier? No, it gets harder because they're growing and they're. they're uh, experiencing the world in their own way, and you definitely have to have a, a sixteen eyes on them. You know, yeah, <laughs> more than when he was just one, and he 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 was very stationary. Now he's he knows how to use his legs and. Right. His, yeah, but he's also an explorer. He's, he's an explorer. He wants to discover things. He wants and to see what's around him. Like, he is not afraid. He is very. In, he's very uh, curious of everything. In a, in a way, I, I, that's how I was as a child, but not as physical. <laughs> you know what okay. I mean? Like, I was very, I was a very quiet kid, very like to myself as a kid. So Mateo is two years now, but you know, give us a little <clears throat> bit of uh, insight of who he is. You know, who is Mateo now, um, and uh, where do you where do you think he's going? Mateo is this 
lovely young little boy and i'm sorry if i get emotional <laughs> but he has his mother's eyes and he has my 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 lips and my ears and he has my i can tell he has my like heart and spirit when it comes to things like um i can tell already that he cares and he feels so much you know and i feel like in the relationship you know i'm the more the, the emotional one I'm very like sentimental and like uh, maybe it's a product of like how I grew up and like I've not necessarily romanticized everything, but I see everything in a different way and it's everything's very special to me, you know? I can see that he has that. Like, dude, it's so crazy. We were at the park. Uh, we were at the park last week on Saturday and we were playing there and then there was this like, the kid must have been like five years old and he had a he had a ball, like a soccer ball. And Mateo, he loves playing with like, with balls and stuff. Mm. Like that's one of his favorite. He loves throwing them. He loves kicking them. You know. Cool. But um, there was this kid, and he had this soccer ball. And Mateo kept pointing, like, eh, "Ball, ball, the ball." Yeah. And I was like, "That's his ball, blah, blah, blah. Like, I'm sorry, you know. Um, but the kid like left it for a second, and Mateo went over there, and he went to go get it, and he picked it up, and the kid was like, "Hey, that's mine," and he kind of scared Mateo, and he dropped it, and Mateo came running to me. And he was like hugging me and I was like, it's Aww. okay, blah, blah. And that just broke me Aww. because he's going to experience those kinds of things yeah. on his own. And it's just as like. As simple as it is. Yeah, as right. simple as, as it is. But it's just like, dude, it floored me. Yeah. I picked him up and I hugged him and he For put sure. his head on me. And I was just like, it's okay. Don't worry. Like, right. that's going to, you know, right. I didn't say it was going to happen. But I was just like, don't worry, blah, blah. Like, you have a ball. Right. We'll go get you a ball. I'll get you one better, you know. Right. And he was fine. But yeah. he was just like. I saw that he was affected by like the world right. and that like crushed me, you know, right. but honestly what I feel like being a father is you have to learn how to like as much as it hurts, you know, we just talked about this earlier, you know, about, you know, them sleeping on their own or whatever, as much as it, it hurts and it might feel traumatic to them. It's like, you have to let them experience yeah. the world, right. you know, yeah. and it, it it's heartbreaking, but yep. It has to be done, you know? It it sucks, for yeah, sure. And the reality is you're not always going to be there, you know? Mm. As they get older, that kind of, it, it kind of dissipates and you you will be able to be like, you know what? It's okay that he's crying. He's no, to then it. I'm going to be the one that's crying all the time. They're like, <laughs> no, 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 don't yeah, leave, don't leave. No, but he, he'll like, they slowly come out of it. Like, for instance, today, we took, my dad and I took him to the park and he didn't want to go. He wanted to stay with mama. But she put him in the car seat and we drove off. And as soon as we like go down the street and I put on one of his favorite songs, he's fine. Done. And so he 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 ate. He was spending time with me and, and his grandpa and yeah, he was fine. And then as soon as he saw mama, boom, he went All back. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like, yeah. Done. We're good. Mm -hmm. Back to mom. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. Him and mama go on a walk pretty much every day. And throughout our neighborhood, there's uh, those, uh, what are they called? Like those little birdhouse libraries oh yeah you know free, what i mean free like books free yeah. books and stuff yeah, yeah. and every time they pass by one he always like he points oh, at it like he wants a book awesome and they come home with at least two books every day oh they're gonna be like eight books like, no but well, he know, does he understand like these are gonna leave these gotta go back uh so i sometimes yeah 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 but yeah he has so many books and we've been trying to like implement that especially when he was going to bed he he just discovered maybe like a a month ago uh finding nemo oh well how much tv are you letting him watch 
Not too much. Like in the morning for breakfast, it's on and off. You know, since I've been working a lot, I, I'm not. I I'll either make them breakfast or I got to go in the morning. Blah blah blah. Right. Uh, you work a lot. Yeah. I mean, you're in the middle of something that's insane. You have a new brick and mortar from Mastika. Uh huh. Um, congratulations on that. Thank you. You called your shot. Um, if you if you go and listen to the Altura podcast <sighs> with Mastika, it's crazy. This guy was basically told us his dream of what he wanted in a restaurant. And a year later, it's happening, dude. Congratulations. Bravo. Yeah, thank you. Wow. So <laughs> I, I don't know if you know this or not, but if you, uh, it could have been a lot easier to just get a regular job instead of, uh, you know, mas- manifesting your dreams. Oh, dude. How, how's it been? Well, you know, being a dad and growing this. Uh, it was, or it is, it, I'm going to circle back to what I said about growing up and taking to heart what my parents said about, you could do and be whatever you want to be. There came a lot of sacrifice in that and a lot of hardship within me because I was kind of being defiant of what my mom and my dad wanted for me in the sense of they wanted me to go to college, get a job, you know? So it's like when they saw me in high school and I was like not really leaning towards that, they're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, you could be whatever you want to be, but we were just kidding, kind of, you know, like right, we're just kidding. Right, like right. you need Let's to stay on the path. You need right? to do something. Yeah. And I was kind of, it wasn't like I was a, I wasn't, I was never a punk with like a mohawk, but I was punk in the way of like, no, I want to f- pursue what, my dream and my, what I want to do in passion. I was always a, str- I was always like a straight edge kid, you know what I mean? I never got it. I never fell into like drugs or anything like that, but I was very much of punk in the sense of like, I wanna, I wanna see this through. Like, I, I believe in myself. I'm gonna do this, and like, well, you're, you're a millennial, correct? So yeah. you, just, you fall on that. So that means your yeah. parents kind of sort of wanted you to fall on when they wanted you to have a better life. Yeah, they yeah, wanted yeah. you to go to college. They wanted you to have that standard. Yeah, and I, and and like, look, yeah, and like looking back at it, is like I, I understand why they wanted that for me. They came from fucking, you know, they came over here for that to to sacrifice for us, and it was just like what are you doing well, yeah. yeah i tried to help you and you want to do this to me <laughs> yeah so it's been very hard in the sense of like i've kind of had to make my parents like upset and have them worried and i went i've gone through periods where i wasn't making money at all and then i went to periods of like oh i have a job and then oh shit i don't you know what i mean so it's like if i'm honest and like just truthfully the moment i knew i was gonna be a father something internal spiritual in me just turned turned on it was like okay it's time to get to work and i i did what i just know how to do it and it's like what i'm passionate about and i was like you know what i'm gonna i'm gonna start cooking again but it's gonna be under my own terms and on top of that the like pandemic happened so i was just like it it's time like i have nine months let's get started and yeah that's when mastica began it began because something within me was like you're gonna be a dad it's time to get it's time to bust your ass it 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 lit the fire under my ass basically right and i'm i'm eternally and forever grateful for that because without doing that i don't think mastica would have really happened i wouldn't have had the drive and Mateo being born and like me becoming a father gave me a gave me purpose. Right. 
I, I put purpose to my passions and like what I wanted for myself and ultimately for my family. Right. Let's go to the point where you don't have a kid. Mm. Um, your creative juices are kind of everywhere where yeah. I'm doing photos, I'm doing films, I'm doing music yeah. videos, I'm cooking. You know, you're, you could do whatever you want, where, yeah. wherever you want. And, but the thing is like, there's no idea, there's, there's no concept of like honing it all together and uh -huh. focus. Uh -huh. Right. Susanna is pregnant mm -hmm. and you think, let's put it all together. Yeah. And no point was it, I need to get a regular job or work for somebody else. I, I saw that that was an option obviously. And I was just like, I, I could, but then <sighs> I fucking hate myself. Yeah. yeah. And not just that, I was just like, I'm, I'm too smart to like not try this. And I give credit to Susanna for that because she was always had my back when it came to like what we were going to do. So then I have this, you know, I have her on my side and, you know, you know, do what you think is right. And I, I believe in you. And I was just like, well, I'm going to do it, you know, so. A good support system is mandatory in this stage. Especially, yeah. And she's an in incredible mother, like, you know. She's letting you open up a restaurant. Yeah. 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 Uh, you don't have to say anything else. You should, though. Mm -hmm. um, you introduce us to Susana. Um, who is she? <laughs> uh, the mother of your child, your partner. Texan. A Texan, a Tejana. Uh -huh. Big up San Antonio. Yeah. Roosevelt High School, correct? Yeah. 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 yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. We've had this talk. I'm not uh -huh. stalking. Just, we've had this talk. <laughs> no, yeah. Um, she's just a. Well, I'll describe it how I told her how, how like how i felt about her and especially once we got close when we found out that we were pregnant how i described it was i found my mirror everything that i believed in as in when it comes to like morals and like what we want in our future for a family and the, i found my mirror and like she wanted those things and i was like i don't need anybody else. i don't need a i'm i'm happy right she's just this amazing lovely woman right you know that this little cowgirl that lassoed my heart and then we, we made a beautiful little baby boy she's just an amazing mother she's being being the situation that we're in is that she yeah she's she she's raising mateo when i'm not there it's long, a humongous sacrifice yeah long hours long days but not only just like the idea of we're talking about the future of mastica which is operating it yeah you are literally starting a business uh -huh. needing to be there to build and paint and graphic and hire people and even prior to that like the the, the sacrifice of just starting mastica and then once it took off like maintaining that i've never worked this hard in my life like the sacrifice of you know like i don't get to go to bed with them because i'll tuck them in say good night and i have to go back downstairs and work till like two in the morning and it's a lot of it's a lot it's been a lot of work and a lot of sacrifice and i just learned that you know i'm I'm not gonna always be able to be there and have like you know those like quote unquote special moments with them what made me happy is knowing that i could provide for them and any moment that i had whether it be on the weekends or you know on a monday after a hectic weekend of pop-ups it's like Monday or Sunday. Sunday is our day as a family. Right. Let's go have Chinese food. And we were doing that for like a good two months. Is like we'd go in on Sundays and have uh, like dinner at this Chinese restaurant that we were like. 
just it's Chinese like, food? Is it? I mean, huh? you're a chef. Is it just Chinese food? No, yeah, it is. The it's same like a, Chinese food. Yeah, really. Yeah, I, I love. I love. Oh, it's a tradition. Yeah, it it's became like a tradition. A, yeah. Like it was just like you were gonna go have you know Chinese food on Sundays. Where 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 at? What are we looking at? China Palace is in Tustin, California. It's really good. Okay, and it's like very old school. Like, it's actually like a dying breed. Like those kinds of Chinese, but actually in Orange County. We used to have a lot of like Chinese restaurants where it was like very traditional, like the classics. Mm-hmm. And this is one of those like dying restaurants, but luckily they're still open and they're just well because of you because you go there every Sunday. <laughs> no, I, it's, yeah, yeah. yeah. So you learn you yeah you learn to yeah. cherish every moment that you can with them because you have to work and luckily I, I you know I love what I do. Right. I could be working at fucking Costco or somewhere else at nine to five and. Right. Dude, I know I know myself, and if I were to do that, I would fall in a deep, not depression, but I wouldn't be happy. Financially, you would be able to financially, yeah, but, support your family, yeah, and you have some time to work. You know, some creatives do that, right? Like where they have a day job, and then yeah. that has nothing to do with creativity or, or their art, yeah. and then they go and they yeah. they they basically you know unleash mm-hmm. after work mm-hmm. at night mm-hmm. on the weekends. But you want it all. <laughs> you want all the time for you. Yeah, and like I said, it, it's a sacrifice because it's it's uncertainty. But at the same time, you just have to know and be willing to put in the work and make those sacrifices. Right. You know, whatever may come, may come. But you right. need to push on, right. and that's essentially what I did. And in, in what you're talking about in a regular job, uh, there would be unhappy moments. Yeah, and you would bring that home. Yeah, I mean, it's possible to leave it at the door, but. Uh, it's hard it's hard do you find hard moments with you building and doing what you want like if i'm being honest and truthful i haven't had that with masika no there's there's definitely been weekends where i'm like damn like i don't want to i don't want to yeah there was one weekend where i threw my back out I think on a Friday and I had a pop up that Saturday and I was in the most excruciating pain that I've ever been in. And thankfully, you know, Nico was there and he picked up the slack, you know, but it was just like, cause I was going nonstop. I'm talking about every weekend it was a pop up for a good three months, maybe even more like, but it's just like, it's not just a weekend thing. It's like, it takes a whole week to prepare for a weekend because I do do everything. I have to develop the menu, design the menu, post the menu, come up with my shopping list, go shopping, come back, put everything away, prep, then prep the night before, load everything, load everything on a truck, drive to the location, load everything off, set up, work for like seven hours, break down, clean, put everything back in the truck, <laughs> drive home. <laughs> yeah take everything down make sure everything goes back in the fridge sometimes sometimes dude there's nights where i get home at like midnight and i'm like I'm, i'll do this in the morning <laughs> Wow. you know what i mean and it's like then i have to go home shower go to bed and then dude I, there's a kid and a partner somewhere in there right there's, there's oh a yeah somewhere yeah thankfully you know susana is very understanding right sweetheart yeah and i mean mateo's still young but i know he knows like oh daddy's not here because he's at work i hope he knows that you know he will know that 
it's just a fucking hell of, dude i every time i come home i am sore right. and i take a shower and i i lay in bed and i i wake up the next morning stiff as a fucking board but you know i love what i'm doing and what what wakes me up what gets me going is susana mateo there and then like hey it's sunday like let's go do something right. wake up I, I don't want to go get a matcha latte, but I know my girlfriend does, so we're gonna go do it. You know what I mean? So it's like so it, you 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 make up for it, you know. And it's not because I feel guilty, but it's just like you need to do things in order to be present. Well, and it's, it's give and take. It's give and take, right. you know. And I know my absence does mean a lot, but hey, I'm doing this for us. Even though it's my dream, you and Mateo reap the rewards of it. We all do. You have a lot of love to give. Yeah, and it, it's been it's been, yeah it's been two years of that, of just the grind, right. and in between that, it's been like birthdays, holidays, family things have gone through. My my dad went through cancer, you know, he had prostate cancer, and and it, we went through all that, and like wow. other family stuff. It's like life, yeah. life happens in between all these moments, and it's just it's busy. It's, you know, it's I mean, busy. You look good for having no sleep. Yeah, and lots of stresses. Yeah, uh, but I mean, kudos to you for handling it, man. Yeah, thank you. I mean, that's that's tough. I mean, that sounds like yeah. I mean, you just explaining your day of your week off pop ups stressed me out. Yeah, <laughs> and then on top of that, all the personal stuff, all the personal um, stuff, family stuff. Um, and it's all that's a load, dude. And a load. In that, I'm sure this is this is true for you and many creatives. Being creative isn't something that uh, I definitely think it's something you're born with. But if you don't feed that aspect of yourself, it doesn't progress. It doesn't grow. So in between all this life stuff, work shit and like family and you need to feed that part of you. So that means staying awake so you can watch that film that you've been wanting to watch. That means going to see a midnight showing of a film at a movie theater that means going to see a band play because you need you need fuel to right. continue moving forward right. if you don't feed that you know what i mean it's like people think that we just come up with these ideas out of our ass but it's like no it's because you have to continue putting work into right. your creative it's the influence it influence uh, and just taking it just as much as you eat like i eat for inspiration and just to know what things f taste like I need to watch movies. I need to listen to music. Right. I need to learn about new music in order to feed all that other aspect of myself. And that in itself is a sacrifice too, because it's like, well, do you want to go watch a movie by yourself or do you want to spend time with your partner? Right. Sometimes it's like, I have to spend time with my partner, but sometimes it's like, Hey, I gotta, I want to go do this. You need to squeeze in. Yeah. A and maybe that's you just watching a fucking uh, music video while you take a shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? But right. it's like you need to fucking, you need to right. feed that or else you're going to go crazy and you're not going to be able to think and have those ideas anymore. It's scary. But yeah. that's what I've learned being a creative dad. I'll admit that this podcast stems from, I'll be honest, from me not doing things that were, as my fiance says, fill my cup. Uh, right I, it's it was almost like i was filling other people's cup yeah and i wasn't filling my own where yeah. was i w with a kid in play that takes time away from filling my cup right before it was like go to work do your thing go to a show go to a bar and interact with people because i need to interact mm -hmm. with humans 
go to work at Altura or whatever. Mm. Something had to give. Luckily, I had uh, paternity leave. Mm. Um, and we used it. We went to Texas, did all this stuff. I stepped away and I realized, man, all this stuff that we're doing and interacting and you know, going to go see movies and, and learning what Antonio wants to do and 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 seeing your family, all that stuff filled my cup. It was it was a happy time. Yeah. And I didn't want to fill in I didn't I didn't have the mental capacity to fill anybody's cup anymore. Yeah. I want to fill mine. Mm-hmm. I ran it by a couple of people. They thought it was cool. I was happy about it. I was actually doing what you were saying, finding time to create, to write. Like I wrote this intro last night um, here on this couch after Nicole and Antonio went to sleep. Mm-hmm. You know, they they crashed and I was like, okay, they're asleep. I'm going to go hang out on the couch. I'm going to watch some wrestling and I'm going to write this. It came out like nothing. Yeah, that, that it was, was beautiful. Beautiful intro. Um, thank you. <laughs> I didn't think my writing was beautiful. I no, thought your like, writing is great. Thank okay, you. Yeah. Um, but but the, the the idea of flow. Yeah. And the idea that there's stuff coming out of me, mm-hmm. and it makes me happy. Yeah. I needed to do it, yeah. and I think that's important for creatives. When you have a a kid come in, I think you need to find that balance. You have to give up something. Like I don't go to bars anymore. <sighs> yeah. I don't really party like that as, uh, anymore. Yeah. But now, what do I do? something else had to give and now I'm filling it with mm-hmm. filling myself up and then filling my own cup and then yeah. hopefully doing this more often. Yeah. And what I used to do is I used to go and photograph and film a lot more people, you know, and that was my way of like interacting with people. It's like, that's just the truth, you know. Is there anything you had to give up that you don't like, you know, Mateo's coming I, I mean, definitely like going out like in that way of just like, to hang out and just see the world kind of, you know, like just go out to bars or like um, clubs or whatever. I don't, not clubs, but you know what I mean? Not necessarily because I was, I'm not, I've never been a real like drinker or whatever, but what I do enjoy is nightlife and like experiencing Being people insane. and like life, you know yeah. you know what I mean? And yes, right. different, yeah, different scenes. I used to go to a lot more shows, you know, uh, I used to go to the movies a lot, way more. You know, I don't know if you, I'm a humongous movie person. That kind of like fell into the wayside, like all that, you know. Right. Um. Luckily, so you, so you don't just give up things that you don't want to give up. You also have to give up things that you, things you want. Yeah, definitely. Right? Uh, luckily, I all my friends have been amazing friends in the sense of they've accepted that I'm more of a homebody. I'm like more with my family now, and they've come to my home and like. I I think definitely like other dumb shit kind of like it's not that I had a sacrifice or but I definitely like kind of gave up like me being obsessive like looking for new music like I used to digitally dig through blogs and like I used to give a lot of time into like that kind of stuff that uh, like shooting like taking more portraits of people and like friends and stuff and yeah now now all my my I have this project called recently and it's like a it's a skate video about life and there's no skating it's just my day-to-day life things that i film right (laughs) and there's been a significant change of like when i met susana to now because now all my recentlys are my family and like friends obviously but you can see you know i started that project back then like 2013 and it's been an ongoing thing since then and i try to upload a new one every two months you know but and sometimes it's not two months. Sometimes it's six months. Why? Because life gets in the way now with my son. And I don't, 
I don't let it get to me. You know what I mean? It's just like it is what it is. It's almost like you're reaching. Like you're reaching. Like you're reaching for that release because mm-hmm. that release means you. You, you went still through got stuff. it. Yeah, yeah still you got still, it. I still got it. Well, the funny it, that kind of leads to to some things that I've given up or the process yeah. of like like you were digging through blogs and stuff. I used to do the same thing. Obviously, all these records behind mm-hmm. you. I I used to dig through this stuff all the time. Yeah. And now it's kind of sort of gone into what can make this easier. Like, okay, so now I have newsletters that send me music, mm-hmm. and I'm like, <laughs> okay, thanks, Bang Bandcamp. You gave me yeah. the latest death metal and the latest electronic music. Come out, cool. I'm gonna yeah. go through these. Barely kind of sort of go through those. Yeah. Kind of sucks, but um, yeah. you know, it, um, it's feeding my soul a little bit. Yeah. But also the same thing happens with photography. I haven't really taken photos at shows or people or anything, and yeah. I've, I'm still reaching, and I'm reaching by shrinking my cameras, right? Because I mean, to get out and change the lenses I want, and yeah. uh, you know, uh, I, I can't do that while I'm holding a kid. Yeah. So basically, from you know a, a mirrorless camera, a you know three thousand dollar Sony camera mm-hmm. that you know has two point eight f one point eight you know lenses, expensive uh, is gone. Yeah. And I've gone to point shoots. Mm-hmm. Um. So it, I think that's it's reaching for that creativity. I don't want it to go away. I'm not using it as much as I want. Yeah. But that's reaching for that. The release, yeah. Now my favorite camera because it's easiest, my phone. Yes, sir. You know, because yeah, I'm yep. like running around now, and I'm like I have to pay more attention to my kid. I don't have time to go and set up my camera, but I will say, uh, now it, it's nice because my lens is literally shifted to my son. So now, when I do want to make a video, and like all of like my recent videos have been like short videos of my son like his first haircut uh his birthday parties i've filmed and i put a lot of like effort and time into the 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 moments moments uh him him uh him and susana i have one i really like it's called hola dios te amo and it's like him and her like they were doing like finger painting in the backyard and i filmed that i saw that on your your yeah so it's like beautiful yeah I can still film. I can still exercise and flex that muscle, that creative muscle of myself. But now it's in the, it's shifted to my son and my family, you know, which is fine because I'm still creating. I'm still using and I'm still exercising that, that part of myself. So, and and it has nothing to do with money. It's not the idea that, oh, I just don't want this to, I wait, I I paid all this money for this black magic. Yeah. I should use it. It's actually you trying to still create. Yeah. 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 Exactly. I do the same thing. So we're shooting this on Sony's. Uh, we have an FX6 and an FX3. Mm-hmm. Um, and when Antonio was born, I used the FX3 uh, and carried it with me all the time just mm-hmm. to record him. This guy, half of his life is cinematic and beautiful. That's, yeah, my son's And I say half yeah. because eventually I realized I can't carry this thing around and I can't just pull it out and start shooting and make it, you know, uh, no, Antonio, wait, no, let's get this uh-huh, lighting. Yeah. This is beautiful. Oh, wait, hold on, hold on, don't move, don't move. You yeah, know, yeah, yeah. now it's like I bust out my phone and yeah. I got to get what I got to get. Um, it's almost like that's the best tool. The best tool is the one that you have yeah. easily available. To yeah. Yeah. Like I, there, and then there's also those intentional moments where, you know, Oh, I know we're going to go to the Irvine spectrum and there's a carousel there. I'm gonna bust out the fucking the right. black magic, right. and I'm like this weirdo dad with this humongous camera, like you know what I mean? Like <laughs> it, you just look funny. And then I was thinking, like, hmm, can I take this to Disneyland when we took him to Disneyland the first time? But then I was like, nah, you don't need to take this. Like right. your phone's enough. Yeah. So 
it's turned into just carry your phone. Yeah. 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 No, I feel you. I feel mm-hmm. you. But also the other part, the other hard part for me with carrying these cameras is there's post. 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 Yeah. I got to upload this. Dude, there's like, the I'm drive, yeah. I, like, what I just. are you sitting on right now? That. So many. <laughs> like at least three months of like footage that I've recorded. And then also like we just came back from Mexico and I, I, I took my camera, my like Fuji X-Pro3 and I was taking photos, but then there was times where I wouldn't even pull it out. Why? Because it's just like, There's no- I, you have to pull, push the stroller. You have to take him up. You, right. He needs to go to the bathroom. Or just, <laughs> just, you get lazy, yeah. you know what I mean? And it's, you have your phone. Yeah, just use your phone. But yeah. there's photos on that on the memory card that I haven't even seen yet. You know, right? And See, I always... I'm so like all that stuff. I, I've I've been anal about that. Once I get home, everything comes off the yeah. card. But that's just practice, my practice. Yeah, but good. I do. I I get understand where I'm tired like this, or yeah. I need to go do something with my kid. Yeah, I need to go change the diaper, and then you forget. Mm-hmm. So I've I've been there, but. I'm pretty anal about that. Luckily, yeah. I bring that practice from my professional yeah, life. I'm yeah. quick and turn because I've fucked myself. In. Obviously, you have an Emmy sitting over there, right? Or what is that? It is an Emmy. Yeah. <laughs> this right yeah, here. This yeah, little, that one. This little guy. That little um, that little award. Oh, this, over this, there. this this little girl. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I've I've been a couple places. I've done a couple things. Um, but let's let's get back to Mastika really quick. How is the brick and mortar going? When is it opening? And also, our pop-ups, do pop-ups continue after this? Are they done? No, uh, they are still a thing. Because you're well-known for your pop-ups. Your yeah, pop-ups are fun. They're yeah. you, they're different. It's Mastika, but I, I, it's a brand that I know that changes. Very which much is, so. But it's still you, and I, I think mm-hmm. that's that's important to highlight. Yeah, that's been the, the question of as, as soon as I, let, I made the public announcement that we found a physical space on Christmas. And that has been the question since then. It's like, oh, are you still going to do pop-ups? Like, people that have asked me to do pop-ups in the past have asked me, are you still doing? Yeah, for the time being, if I can handle it, you know, yes. Okay. Are they as big of a priority as they were before? Not necessarily, just because I don't want to overwork myself like that, you know, if I don't have to. And also because, like, I know as soon as that place op- opens up, I'm going to be it, busy. So it's like I need to. Sp- I mean, you've worked in the kitchen before. Mm-hmm. You understand what you're. I do. Taking. And luckily, the restaurant is literally three minutes away from home. That's. It's a, it's a blessing. That's so phenomenal. When this opportunity arose, I was like, I'd be a fool not to pitch my idea. I'd be a fool not to take it pitched my idea i proposed my you know what i wanted and thankful thankfully it went in my favor and it's happening it's going well you know we are we finalized design you know like what the space is going to look like what it's going to feel like it's like three humongous mood boards right oh uh yeah it's like um yeah i've been gonna i've began sourcing things you know I brought a lot of stuff back from you. Actually, source stuff. Yeah. Okay. Because I, I think I think this is one thing that I thought was interesting about you and Mastika was it was you and another person uh, doing basically everything. Mm-hmm. Have you learned how to delegate? I mean, that's hard for a creative. Yeah. Thankfully, thankfully, I'm doing this with my best friend, and I've known my friend Dana since I was 15, and he's four years older than me, so he's always been like an older brother to me. 
and uh, he has, in all honesty and full transparency, he has helped me grow in like that into the creative that I am. He made it possible for me to open up my mind into thinking differently, and he exposed me to so much culture at that age and I, I still do i still think he is one of the smartest people i've ever met one of the coolest people i've ever met like thankfully i'm doing that with, with him he's like the project manager of this and our like landlord or whatever you want to call it my is his dad and his dad has known me since i was that young so it's all cohesive it's all it just all makes sense you know what i mean so it's it's been great and it, delegating in the sense of like he's been helping me with all like the other things that i know not that i can do but it's just like i'm not i don't want to have to deal with submitting these permits to the city i i can't i'm not that good at photoshop and like illustrator so dana has been helping me with that and he's always helped me with all like my like my copy like he's in a, a phenomenal writer he's been helping me since yeah since i was like 15 with all that like where where I fall short, he helps me. Right, you know what I mean. I, I almost feel like in that point in your career where you've been doing this for a really long time, mm -hmm. that partnerships mm -hmm. kind of sort of help you get to that next level. Very um, much so. Really good partnerships, yeah. um, and it's hard to find good help. Mm -hmm. You know, it almost sounds like you 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 needed to work with him. Like this might have been the only person that you could have done this with. Yeah, at this I, point in your in your life in your career, definitely. And there, there's been moments where he hasn't been there to help me with, you know, with my sticker or whatever. But I've known him for so long that what he's instilled in my brain, I can think and do things in the way that he would. You know what I mean? And yeah, I, I'm eternally grateful for that. This friendship and this bond that I have with him, I can honestly say he's my best friend. You know, I I love him to death. He's been helping me with with a lot of this as well and and his dad too and my friend george too he's going to be doing the the build out we're all doing it together but he is a master carpenter in his own right and we are like designing the the, the chairs and everything like the benches you, you couldn't do that yourself of course not right. i i definitely can show you like hey i like that chair can we do something like that <laughs> yeah, yeah. i know what i like right you know i have a strong opinion on like aesthetics and design I've culminated this like awesome team. So it's like we can execute all those things. And what more can you want, you know? That's fucking rad. Congratulations yeah, on all you. of it. Um, the next thing is, is, is there a kid's menu at There's Mastica? definitely going to be a kid's menu. That's a humongous for me. And there's also, Susana came up with this idea of like having a, like a basket for, with toys. So when your kid comes and you, the hostess knows that there's a kid, they'll be like, oh, would you like to choose one of these toys? And they're all toys from like Mexico and stuff, like cute little rattles and like little puppets and stuff like Hell that. Yeah. Stuffed animals and stuff. And we're going to have like a like a little coloring section and stuff like that. Wow. Things that Mateo... Kid, it's kid friendly. Mateo friendly. I want it to be. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's a place where parents could come and have a day night with their kids because... Sometimes you can't. You can't leave your kid alone with grandma and grandpa or with a babysitter. I personally, we struggle with that. Mateo comes with us wherever wherever we are, he is too. So it's like it would be nice to go to a place that's like hip and cool and like, hey, you, you know, your kid is welcome. Right. Sit over there, you know. Right. Don't worry. We got to we'll take care of you. Yeah. Right. 
I wanted to be very inclusive in that way. And why? Because I have a kid. I know how it is. So is there anything that you you make that Mateo like loves? Is there anything food-wise you're introducing to him? Yeah. His, um, his, it's funny because his taste is, has, has changed since, obviously, he was like a little kid. Like, I guess one or whatever, but a little kid. Um, he doesn't like eggs anymore that much. Anymore. Unless, unless it's mixed with like ham. Before I would make him a soft scramble, you okay. know, yeah, 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 a very beautiful soft scrambled right, egg, right, right, right. and he'd eat that shit up. But now it's just like mm. he's really oh. into cheese now. So I, I've the other day I made him like a quesadilla. He liked that. Are you giving him different kinds of cheeses, uh, yeah. or is it just like cheddar no? He constantly? likes like he likes no. He likes cheddar, but he likes like Parmigiano Reggiano <laughs> on his eggs. Does he know that? I don't know if he does, but he, but he rec- I mean, he obviously yeah. recognizes the flavor, but like yeah. Um, that he loves avocado, so yeah. he'll have like an avocado toast sometimes. I know? mean, your menu, your menu is is very eclectic. What's the most imaginative it, thing? He likes that? tacos de cabeza. Really? Yeah, which is crazy because it's like cow head. Yeah, you know? it's like, like like barbacoa, kind of like steamed and yeah, pulled off, right? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. So he as, likes that. As, as Susana, it's, it's so barbacoa in South Texas is a steamed head. Yeah, basically, oh, okay. and very much a Sunday tradition. Yeah. Yeah, um, you you San Antonians are on some other shit when it comes to food. Hey man, fry everything. It's cool. Yeah, it's it. cool though. It's delicious. I um, I really, I yeah. I I enjoyed my time there when we went. We went one. We went driving once during COVID or whatever when she was still pregnant. We went over there. It was nice. And then we went when Mateo was like maybe one and a half, mm. or not even one and a half, just one. And both times we've always had a good time over there. Yeah. So um, yeah, Mateo likes tacos de cabeza. He likes rice and obviously mm-hmm. like beans, mashed potatoes. He loves. Yeah, he likes chicken nuggets. He likes the the dino nuggets. You know. The oh ones, yeah. yeah. You want to know what's funny is like he had Chick Fil A maybe twice, and then now every time because they just opened up a In and Out Chick Fil A combo kind of thing by our house so now every time we drive past it, he sees it and he goes, mmm, like mmm, like he's hungry. Oh yeah. It's so cute, you know what I mean? On the low key, Chick Fil A is my favorite place to poop <laughs> because they play Christian music yeah. in the restroom. Yeah. It's very calming to me. I just like how nice they are. The service is. Here's the thing. What I really, really love about restaurants is service, and I mean that's how you gauge. Yeah, some, but I mean, that's part of like I'm, gonna, I'm just going to be honest. The service is most places here in america is dog shit compared to service in like mexico right. it's unmatched dude yeah. the, the the level of service and like the or just mexicans in general you go to mexican, a talk yeah i mean dude, you go to like a, like a taquero it's, unmatched, man. Yeah, it's like you know I mean? it's like a therapy so, session with your taquero but you but you find remnants of that in and out and and uh chick-fil-a and i think it has to do because they're christian wow okay <laughs> okay there's a sense of like hey right be, be nice, nice. <laughs> i can i can get that vibe i grew up i was raised catholic and went to catholic school and yeah okay i can get that vibe yeah okay i mean pff, i mean if, if they're gonna supply a really good place to take a shit be as <laughs> be as it, christian it, as you pretty, want it's pretty clean yeah, it's it's clean and it sounds awesome in there. Nice. it's just comforting it's like it helps you exercise your demons out yeah, yeah. literally and <laughs> figuratively yeah uh, mostly literally for me yeah. i like to keep my demons has there been anything that you've cooked for mateo that he doesn't like that's broken your heart 
Anything from your menu? Anything no, at home? Thankfully, no, dude. He, he'll like it. He'll eat it all. Yeah. Nothing. I think it's one. It's one. Sorry, Susana, but it's one mama cooks. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. Uh, yeah. Okay. No, but he. She makes him like. The, she really makes really good chicken soup, like caldo de pollo, and he he loves that. She makes really good rice, and he'll eat that. But like, yeah, he's he's just as he gets older, he's getting a little bit more opinionated, picky. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, like before we went to the park tonight, mm-hmm. she was trying. Yeah, she was trying to feed him uh, some pasta that she made that had like it was like a meat sauce thing, and he didn't want it. She warmed up some chicken strips from the night before. He didn't want it, so. He drank like a yogurt, and we went to the park. And then after, I took him to In and Out, and he ate a whole burger himself. <laughs> you know, let me yeah. let me ask you this: uh, I'm pretty sure you don't you didn't get this a lot because we are talking about being a guy and mm. having a kid. But uh, how was the pregnancy for you? Hmm. Well, I mean, you're physically not changing, or you are, right? I, I, the creative <laughs> pod for the creative dad bod, you wanna, right? You want to know something funny? Is like. When I found out she was pregnant, when we found out she was pregnant, I was like, I had made that kind of like that promise to myself even before I was with Susanna. I was like, you know what? If if ever when I do have a kid with someone, I'm gonna I'm gonna take that nine months and I'm gonna transform. I'm gonna I'm gonna get fucking fit. This this and that. I'm gonna P90X this. Yeah, shit right. So then when she when we when we got pregnant, I told her I was like. I'm t- nine months. Watch, I'm gonna get fucking ribs. I'm gonna be able to pick my. I'm gonna be able to pick up my tail like nothing, and this and this and that. It didn't go that way whatsoever. Especially <laughs> since uh, she got pregnant. What we found out, I know I have a video of it when we found out the the moment Did we you she your black magic. Huh? No, it was <laughs> our, our, our phone because it was early in the morning and she went and did the test. But it was the day after her birthday which would have been on Tuesday. Her oh. birthday's on Monday. Oh. January 30th. But uh happy birthday? Huh? Happy birthday? Yeah, happy, happy birthday, birthday Susanna. Susanna. Love you. Yeah, it was that morning. It was January 31st and she she peed on that stick and we we came back to bed and she took it out of the thing and we saw it and I recorded the reaction and it was beautiful, you know. But and then later that day I told her, I was like, "You know what? I'm going to get ripped <laughs> and this this and that." didn't happen and then what in march that's when the lockdown happened and then oh oh so two months later two months after right or when yeah it january was 2020 so if january yeah if you had the pregnancy test january 2020 mm-hmm. march 2020 the news comes out and later in march it shuts down yeah yeah the 23rd or something. so then we were like oh and then we were just like well we're gonna just stay home then you know i didn't i didn't do shit and i remember <laughs> it was funny because i remember march and like all that time when it first happened dude, it was raining a lot mm-hmm. and so oh, yeah everybody was just indoors and like we didn't Regardless. do shit yeah right. Right. so it was just like that kind of fell down the like side yeah. i was just trying to be as supportive and there for as i could you know and obviously given the circumstances of what the world was going through that didn't help you know really but we made it work, you know, and thankfully we were down in Orange County, so it was a little bit more lenient in a sense. Yeah. But I still made it a point to, That's <laughs> I still made it a point to, you know, let, hey, let's go out, let's drive to the beach, let's drive, you know. But the pregnancy was 
okay for me. I mean, she was going through her stuff, and I was just trying to be as supportive as possible. Um, well, we, we watched a lot of movies. We were yeah. home a lot, you know, and I tried to do as much as I could. We went to Texas, you know. Right. But, but I mean, you, you're pregnant during a it was pandemic. Beautiful. It was you, beautiful. beautiful. Honestly, you, it's and, funny, and, dude. And no point was it like, oh, I can't believe we're bringing a kid into this kind of lifestyle and nah, this world. I didn't, I didn't really think like that, dude, because okay. I knew I had faith that things were going to ha- work, you know, hap- we were going to get out of that or whatever. But obviously I had my fears and this and that, you know, shit, you know, but it was a beautiful time for me seeing Susana transform into this mom dude it was it's so funny we're talking about this because last night i was going through old photos man and it's just like seeing her her belly grow you know like it it was like the most beautiful thing and to me dude it was like she was just glowing i like i look i was looking at those photos and i was just like damn you were like the that's when I found you the most sexiest of us. Do you know what I mean? I've heard that before. Yeah, dude. I don't know. It was just something. Yeah, that makes sense. She was just so, like, she was glowing. She's radiating. And, like, then knowing that she's creating our our baby in her was just, like, it was so special, dude. I mean, that experience Mm -hmm. and that, I guess, the aura that, that, Mm -hmm. you know, women give off when they're pregnant, I think it's beautiful because they're doing something that we can't do. Yeah. Which kind of sort of makes my my question of oh how was the pregnancy for you kind of sort of like a I don't know asshole ish, <laughs> but uh, but uh, at the no. same time you know uh, you know guys go through the same through a pregnancy also you know it's you know, there's yeah. getting ready being scared being getting, ready, being being scared, getting yeah. stronger feeling yeah. like you can get stronger yeah. changing yourself. <laughs> Yeah. Um, but I, I, I just, I really legit wanted to know, you know, how the pregnancy was. I, I'm glad it was positive for you. Um, it was positive, and luckily, I think her being pregnant through all that bull, all that shit that was going on with the world, it was kind of a, a beautiful distraction. Without obviously calling it a distraction, but it was like something to look forward to, you know. And then, yeah, the the whole delivery was a whole nother story, you know. The fact that it it, it was only me and the the oh because room. of the pandemic right. yeah and that i've never gone through anything that scary in my life i i just wanted my mom there i wanted another woman in there with us going through that i've never gone through that she's never gone through that you know and so it's just you and the doctors nurses oh yeah dude and it's like, and it got to the point where we had to have an emergency c-section because she was developing this thing called proclampsia. Oh yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And I'll never forget it, dude. She's laying there on the bed. Her doctor says we need to perform this or else it can be bad for the baby. And the doctor's here, I'm here, and she's on the bed in between us. And she turns to me, tears in her eyes. What do you think we should do? I was outside myself, dude. Like thinking about it makes me want to cry. I was just like, I don't know. Like, you know what I mean? Like, don't ask me. But I couldn't. I couldn't say that. I couldn't really show her that I was afraid. You know, like. But I've never seen that look in her eyes since. I think when a woman is going through that, it's the most honest she will ever be with you as a man. You will never see her more honest than that time when she's there delivering your child 
I've never seen that look in her face since. She looked at me and she's like, what do you think we should do, baby? And I just looked at her. I was like, we have to do, we have to do it. I know it's not what we wanted, but we have to do it. And she just looked at me and she's like, okay. And I just looked at her. I was like, baby, just pray. And she prayed right in front of me. And it was the scariest thing because as soon as we said, okay, boom, the, the nurses and everything, the doctor, they started just doing things and it just moved so fast. And then they took her out and they took her into the operating room and I was left there alone. And I was just like, you weren't allowed in there. I wasn't allowed in there yet. They had to like prep her, you know? And it was just so scary. And I just kept thinking like, fuck, she, she's alone. You know what I mean? And then, um, and then you're alone and then I'm alone. And then they were like, Hey, like come into this room, change into these, the scrubs or whatever. And then we're going to take you in there to see her and to be with her. And when I was in the changing room or whatever, I remember I was like changing and I just broke down and I, I FaceTimed my mom and dad. I was, and I told them what was happening and they were just like, you gotta be strong. And I was just like, dude, I've never wanted my parents more than like in this moment. And yeah, I changed into the, into the scrubs or whatever. And then they took me into that room, dude. And I remember it. Uh, yeah, I've never, I've never had real, surgery before ever thankfully uh, all i've ever had was like my tonsils removed you know and you're asleep for that you're not up yeah watching. so i go into the surge like the surgical room and like she's laying there dude and i'll i'll never get that image out of my head because i i walked past her and i saw her i saw her belly open right the inside I, I, everything i saw it for a second and i was like no i can't see that and they brought me over to where she was and she was laying there and it was just like it went so it went by so fast, dude. And she was just like laying there. She was trembling. Right. And I just. Because of aesthetics. Uh, the, the anesthesia. anesthesia and, and just uh, like. Was all of it. Situation. All yeah. of it, dude. And it was yeah. just like hearing all these beeping on those, all these sounds, dude. And it was just. It was crazy. I've never gone through anything like that. And then out of nowhere, I hear a baby crying. And that was it, dude. That moment is just like what you know the first time you hear your 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 baby's like voice his like his cry is just like nothing like it it's like you never heard anything before that you hear that and then everything's new and i remember i i, I recorded everything i had my phone and i was re literally recording everything and i i have his first you know his first like cries and everything and i I remember the doctor was like, your baby's, your baby's here. Your baby's fine. You know, in his little, his weird accent. I don't know where the doctor was from, but <laughs> he had a, he had an interesting accent. And then they bring the baby over and I see Mateo for the first time. And I was just like, they put him in like this little, this, uh, the, the little bed right in front of me. And I saw him and they were like cleaning him. And then I looked at his face and, you know, I've never, I've never, I've never done drugs in my life. I've never even smoked weed, dude. Yeah. Wow. But I had a psychedelic experience the moment I saw my son, dude. That's I saw his face and it was morphing. It was turning into people I've never met in my life. And then it turned into like, I saw my grandmother's face. I saw my grandpa's face. I saw my, my parents and his face was morphing until finally it stopped and it it was his face and i was just in full tears and then 
I cut his umbilical cord. They cleaned him. They brought him over to Mama and Susana was like trying to touch him and hug him the best they could. But they were like sewing her up. They were handling her. And yeah, dude, it was the scariest, most beautiful thing I think I've ever gone through. I mean, that's a lot of. I mean, it's, to I, go from I, a natural birth into an emergency C-section to a, you know, or like a decision to yeah to to do what they the doctors need to do and yeah. you have no control of it and to go into a situation that you've never been in before that involves a loved one that you have no control over again yeah, and dude, you're about to be introduced to another part of your life that you know yeah, nothing about yeah. you don't you don't know what they sound like you don't know what they look like oh yeah and it dude. all comes so fast yeah dude and i shit that day from the moment we went in there till like Maybe like three days after we were home, I was just always in tears. Like any little thing, dude. I'm I'm at, at, I before Mateo, I was always a sensitive person, beyond sensitive. But now, oh, dude, if I just think of him hard enough, tears. I'm always. In, it's funny because I listened to the this podcast with Quentin Tarantino and Joe Rogan, and he said like, "How is it?" How is it like, you know, being a father now? And and Quentin Tarantino said, I'm I'm always in I'm in constant transition of laughing hysterically and completely in tears with my son. And I never related to anything more than that because that's how it is with me and Mateo. I'm like, we're laughing, and then there's moments where I'm just crying of how special I feel and like how how emotional it is, you know what I mean? And it's true, dude. Like, but that's love. That's just love, dude. Yeah, and I've never love. felt that kind of love with anything or anybody, dude. Like, yeah. And no then, offense to mama. No offense to mama. Okay, of course just, not. But you know, it's like she gave me that, and I, right. I'm forever gonna be like sure. indebted to her and like thankful, and I'm I'm gonna love her till the day I die for that. You know. Dude, that's a beautiful story. Yeah. I've never heard a description of of, of seeing like yeah. the that that idea of morphing faces yeah. in coming into one when it settles. Yeah. But I can I can see that. I can definitely see yeah, that. I understand that. Different angles, different faces. They look like different aspects of people in our mm. in our life, in our bloodline, in our history. Our bloodline, exactly. And it's like, wait, at this angle, you look like your uncle from your mm. mom's side, and this angle, you mm. look like. Huerta, you look like my grandpa when he's angry and just sitting. You know, I could see that. That's yeah, dude, that's beautiful. Was, that description beautiful. is beautiful. Yeah. And then when you when they take you to the room and they and then you do like the chest to chest thing, forget it, dude. I was like right. sobbing. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Like holding him for the right. first time like that was just like, oh. Were you sobbing because you didn't have the body that you wanted that you planned? <laughs> exactly. You're like, I gotta take off my. Shirt I have to take off my fuck. shirt in front of the nurse and <laughs> shit. Like, fuck. <laughs> maybe no it was it was that and then like coming home like my dad picked us up from the from the hospital we took him home and we brought them inside and me and my dad went back outside to get uh the the luggage and stuff right. and i just remember just like fall i felt like a child falling into my dad's arms when i was sad and he was just hugging me and i i couldn't control my tears and he's like it's okay like yeah dude it's it, fine do what you got to do. Yeah. Man. Like, and yeah, and then and then we went inside and then seeing my mom hold him and mm. for the first time and her crying like yeah. 
Yeah, like I said, I was in tears for a good two weeks straight. Just right. moment, moment, moment. Yeah, and then moment, seeing, moment. yeah, and then like seeing like my best friends come. Like my best friend Brenda came. Seeing her with him, right. just tears. Seeing, oh, the moment like Dana met him, tears. Right. You know what I mean? Like right. my family, and then my brother. When my brother came home and met forget it like i've yeah dude <laughs> it's it, yeah it's, it's, so it's almost like it's the same level yeah. of emotions over and over and over and over yeah, and over man. but at least you can feel that that's amazing yeah. like you appreciate that and it's yeah. beautiful um i love it dude thank you congratulations on everything yeah dude thank you for sharing that all those stories <laughs> and your perception and just your hard work and you know the things you share with people your creativity um it's it's inspirational um, the way you're a dad, Mateo's very lucky. Susana's very lucky. Thank and you, dude. I I appreciate it. Um, one last thing before you go, I want your kid to come back and listen to this eventually. Okay. I need you to leave him a message. What do you at this point in time? What would you like to say to your son? We're just talking about like crying, dude. If I like think about it, <laughs> I don't know. Just. I know it might be hard for you to listen to me and I might sound controlling, Mateo, but trust me when I say that I love you with all my heart and I know what's best for you. (laughs) And just follow your heart, you know, and know that, you know, mom and dad will always be here for you. Yeah. (laughs) Cool, man. Yeah. I love it. Dude, thank you. I appreciate you. you. Thank you for giving us time, dude. Uh, And and trusting us. I mean, we all need the space, right? Yeah. That's what we're here for. They're going to see this first episode and be like, damn, this fucking big-ass guy is crying. (laughs) (laughs) What kind of podcast is this? Well, I I think you're kind of setting the bar. I think I I I only do it with this. Every dad that comes on this podcast, you got to cry. Yeah. Or 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 it doesn't come out. Yeah, or it It doesn't doesn't come out. out. Cool, dude. Thank you. I appreciate you. Thanks. Thank you. No, thank you. Special thanks to our guests and listeners. Feel free to reach out on all our ads, suggest some topics, leave some feedback, or just drop a hello. Remember, you're never alone, Dad. This has been the Creative Dad Pod.